Hi, this is a production of Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, where our mission is to bring Christ's hope, healing, and wholeness to our community and to our world. Our service times are 9 and 11 each Sunday morning. Find out more at www.communitycovenant.net. Matthew thirteen thirty one through 33. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds come and perch in its branches. He told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all through the dough. Good morning, Community Covenant. Yeah. You don't got to get up here. Okay. Introduction now. All right. All right. You know, we have a mission as a church, and that mission is linked um, to many who have gone before us. A great cloud of witness, uh, beginning way back with the Covenant Church. Uh, what in uh, eighteen? Eighteen eighty-seven. Yeah, eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Can you imagine that? And uh, it has continued from villages in western Alaska to the road system of Alaska. Uh, and we are a part of that. And there are those here, whether they had parents uh, or family members that were missionaries or a part of uh, that movement. Uh, the Reynolds at KICY at the radio station. And on and on and on and on. We have a history and we are linked to a movement and a people of faith here in Alaska. And so as our mission is to bring Christ's hope, healing, and wholeness to our community, to our state, and to our world, it's good to know that we are not alone. Uh, we are a part of a denomination of churches in this state uh, that uh, gather together and they serve together to accomplish that. But we do so uh, under great leadership. Uh, Curtis Ivanoff, uh, is our conference superintendent of the Alaska Conference for the Evangelical Covenant Church. And he provides each of our churches, our pastors, uh, our leaders in our uh, denomination here in Alaska, uh, not over oversight, but great leadership. And Curtis, uh, you get to go to a lot of churches and you travel around a lot. Uh, but this, as far as we're concerned, is your home away from home. All right, man. And we are grateful to have you. We're thankful for you. I personally am grateful for the things that you have done for me and the way you have encouraged me, and especially in some, some challenging times. You are there. And uh, I am so grateful. And um, all that we are as a congregation today is in part because of the contributions of not only you, but those who have gone before us. And so we are grateful we are thankful for your work. We're thankful to be a part of this conference. And I'd like all of us to welcome our family member, Curtis Ivanov. All right. Thank you. Thank you, brother. 
Thank you very much for that welcome. It's good to worship with you and join you. Uh, man, I, I'm kind of hoping for some moose now, <laughs> since I'm part of the family, man. <laughs> that, that vacuum pack, yeah. <laughs> no, it's good to gather with you to, to worship this morning. Um, so thank you for that welcome. Uh, my wife, Christy, is not with me this morning. She's uh, down in Soldotna visiting our daughter, who's going to finish at Alaska Christian College this December. So she went to spend some time with her and... Uh, my boys are, my, we have a 16-year-old that can drive, so they're going to, to Mountain View Hope Covenant Church where we are a part of that church plant. So uh, my family's not with me this morning, but I'm good to be with my other family. So thank you. Yeah, so uh, it's a privilege to serve as a superintendent and to be a part of what Jesus has been doing, uh, is doing, and will continue to do uh, in, the, in his mission in the world to bring the good news to bring his hope and healing and wholeness. I appreciate your mission as it reflects the good news of the gospel of Jesus. And so, uh, so it's always a joy to come and be with you, Community Covenant. Um, so thank you. I'm going to be sharing uh, from a couple of parables this morning about the, the parable of the mustard seed and the parable of the yeast. And so uh, would you pray with me as we, as we look into God's word? Uh, Father in heaven, we thank you for these, this time together, this time that's set aside for us to gather in your name, to worship you in song, in coming together, in prayer, in giving, and in hearing your word. So quicken our hearts now, Holy Spirit, and let us hear uh, from, from you and your truths and your, your message this morning from your word. We pray this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So I have a question for you this morning. Uh, when was the last time something didn't go quite as you were expecting or quite as you were hoping? All right, you with me here? When was, when was the last time something didn't go as planned, right? So I was thinking about that, and I, I thought about when I, my wife and I were dating, our very first Valentine's date. Uh, we had been dating for a few months. Uh, I made her some Swedish meatballs. And um, from scratch, I didn't go to Ikea. They didn't, I don't even know if there was Ikea back then. Um, and I thought, man, I'm going to, when I swing the bat, I want to swing for the fences. So I thought I was, I was going to make her favorite kind of cake, um, this, this black cherry forest. Uh, I can't remember the name, but you know, yeah. Where you, and so, man, and I'm going to make it from scratch. So, man, I called my mom. I couldn't Facebook her, you know, because we didn't have that back then. So I, I got the recipe and... All right, I got the steps, and, and I, I needed chocolate. To, and I, was, I needed to figure out then how to melt chocolate. Well, I, I made the meatballs, made this nice dinner. And then I'm in my, I'm, I'm, I went to my friend's apartment and uh, borrowed their apartment because I needed a kitchen. I was living in the dorms. And the steps came to, to melt the chocolate. And I swear I don't know why, but the chocolate just would not melt. And time was ticking. I'm trying to troubleshoot and, you know, like, come on, chocolate, would you melt? This is for uh, this woman that I'm dating, Christy, and this is her favorite cake. And it never melted. And I, I don't, I, to this day, I don't know why. I don't know if it was plastic or what. But so I had this bowl of batter. And so when she showed up, I had the Swedish meatballs and a rose, you know, and all that. 
and a bowl of batter <laughs> and, and no cake. And so it's a great memory, but it didn't go quite as, quite as planned and quite what I was hoping for. You know, this, this parable that Jesus tells us here, it's really short, you know? It's like a simile. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like, it's like uh, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. It's, it's like yeast. And if he lived in Alaska, I'm sure he would say the kingdom of heaven is like sourdough starter, right? That's, that's, what, that's what he'd be talking about and probably would fit in moose somewhere too uh, in his teachings. But so Jesus tells this parable to, to his followers for a reason. And the reason was, was that things weren't going as expected. Here's, here's the, the, think about, put ourselves into their shoes in that time. You know, there's God's people, the, the, they're under Roman rule, right? Under Roman rule. And for hundreds of years, okay, hundreds of years, his people have been waiting waiting for a Messiah to return, to return God's glory, to return them to the land where they would be, this is, this is the promised land. And, and they've been waiting for hundreds of years for a Messiah. And word starts spreading. The Messiah may be here. And it's this man named Jesus. Yeah, he was a carpenter's son. And so as... as as the story unfolds, you know, John the Baptist asks him, are, are you the one that we've been waiting for? So there's this, this deep longing and expectation. And so Jesus shows up. And Jesus, the mighty general, no, not the mighty general. He didn't come with a plan to, to gather the military of, of God's people to defeat Caesar and to defeat Rome? No. He came as a, as a humble servant. And, and the way things were unfolding, there was, this, there was this unmet expectation. It was as people were, were uh, not impressed. They just weren't too impressed. And, and, it, and there, there wasn't this, this amazing... Uh, word from the Lord or plan to, to defeat Rome. And so there was it, was, it was unimpressive, but it was also an unexpected, um, unexpected form, if you will, of what, what the Messiah was going to be like. And so, so he says, he says, them, he tells them these parables. There's a series of parables in this, in this passage in Matthew about the kingdom of heaven. This is what it's like. This is what it's like. And and so the two I look at this morning is, is the parable of the, of the mustard seed and, and yeast. And he says that it's, it's a, a mustard seed. He's, he talks about a mustard seed. And, and so I don't know if you've ever gotten mustard seeds from the spice rack or spice, you know, area at Fred Meyer or something. But, you know, they're small, right? They're, they're small, nondescript. And, and so Jesus says, this is what it's like. So, so here's the image, Okay. This is the image. This is what he's talking about to, to the people as he's teaching. The kingdom of heaven is like this mustard seed. And he says, even though it's the smallest of seeds, it becomes this, this tree. 
So it's, it's not very visible. You can barely see it between this person's finger in this, in this image. But it's the smallest of all your seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and perch in its branches. So uh, I want you to have this image, and we'll just keep it up there during, this, during my message, of how small of a thing he's talking about. And so, you know, so he's trying to teach the people that, you know, th- they have this expectation of maybe something more mighty, something that's strong, that can defeat the Romans, the defeat Caesar, and return God's glory, return God's glory to the temple, return, return his people to their, to their place that he had promised, their place of dwelling, the land of milk and honey. So he says it's like this, small. And then he says it's also like yeast that a woman took and mixed into a large amount of flour until it worked all through the dough. So yeast, also a very small thing and, and largely an, an, unseen, an unseen agent. Yet yeah, if you've made bread, and I, I like to make bread. In fact, I just got a new recipe from a friend, the kind where you just you let it sit overnight and uh, bake it in a Dutch oven. Man, the crust is good. But, but I, I've watched how I add one teaspoon of yeast into five, four cups of flour and a cup of seeds and oatmeal and good stuff and, and mix it up in one teaspoon of yeast and the, it's a, this ball of dough that I, I thought, man, this seems kind of small. 12 hours later in the morning, that thing has just expanded. And why has it expanded? It's because there's this agent that's working through the dough, that's, that's leavening the, the flour. It's, it's working the way, its way through the dough. And here's what Jesus is saying to, was saying to his followers who, who were maybe unimpressed or things weren't going as, ex, as they were expecting or as that they were, they were hoping for. It's this nondescript man. A man acquainted with sorrows and with grief, right? What he's telling them is that this ministry that you see, these, these, these works of power, these works of healing, the expectation that you have and the hope that you have, it is found in me. It is found in the, in, the, in, in the work that I am doing as I have come to earth. And his followers needed to hear a message to where, okay, because there's people following him with this hope, with this hope of restoration. And because things weren't going so, so, so impressively, he teaches them about the power of, the power of his good news, the power of, of his, his, very, his very person as a man who is walking the earth and bringing healing. The, in the Gospel of Luke, when Luke recounts this story of when Jesus told a parable, Luke couples it and puts it right next to, to this story here. On the Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues and a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. 
Then he put his hands on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised God. Immediately, the woman who was bent over, bent over for 18 years. Man, when I'm bent over, when I wake up in the morning, and go, oh, man, I'm feeling like I'm 47 this morning, you know? It's like, it's like come on, I better stretch out and loosen up, you know? 18 years, she's bent over. And Jesus, with that mustard seed gospel power, says, you're set free, woman. You are set free. Indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, the synagogue ruler said to the people, there are six days for work, so come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath. The Lord answered, You hypocrites, doesn't each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out and give it water? Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? When he said this, all his opponents were humiliated, but the people were delighted. They were delighted with all the wonderful things that he was doing. And what was he doing? Well, heaven was starting to touch earth. People who were bent over, a crippled woman for 18 years. And remember, women's place in society was very different then. It was not a place of, it was not a position of favor. It was not a position of where there was access in, in all kinds of ways. And so who does Jesus reach out to? He reaches out to a crippled woman. And then after that, exchange luke then tells this parable this is what the kingdom of heaven is like it's like a mustard seed it's like yeast that spreads through the dough even though it's small even though it's not significant in the eyes of of um maybe of you it's like the seed that's going to grow it's like this yeast that's going to spread and even though it may seem to be small and insignificant this power this is what my kingdom is like. And so I've been reflecting on this, on this for quite some time recently in thinking about, you know, my own life, the work of the church, and what it is that we hope for, what it is that we expect, and what it is that we, that we long to see in, in the good news of Jesus and, and in, in, that happens on Sunday mornings and, and that happens in, in mission and what we and what we do together. And this, this has caused me to, well, in the words of one commentator as I, as I was reading, the, the words of this parable, it, it, in, it's a word of hope. It's a word that inspires confidence. And it's a word that gives encouragement. Hope, confidence, and encouragement. And to those hearers back then, ah, they must have been in need of some hope, confidence, and encouragement that the kingdom of God is near, that the kingdom of, of heaven is present. And, and it's in me, people, Jesus is saying. It's in my work. It's in, and just wait and see. In, in three days, I'm going to rebuild this temple, you know. All the longings that, that they had hoped for and longed for, it's in me. And I've, I've been thinking about this and thinking how you know. How much do we pin our hope solely in the person of Jesus and in his ministry? 
the very first song we sang, I thought, yes, my hope is found. Right? Is that how it starts? In, in Christ alone. And what we, what we hope to see and how we, how we hope to see the good news of Jesus brought forward and, and shared with the world uh, in, in our lives, um, it's not going to come through democratic process and through our votes. It's going to come through the person of Jesus and through his ministry that's mustard seed size. But, has, but in that mustard seed, the power of resurrection is unleashed. Though the word, of, the word of hope, confidence, and encouragement to, to his people. And so, I've, I've, you know, we, life happens to us, right? There's so many things that, that we experience where we stand in need of hope. Where we stand in need of confidence that, you know, God, are, are you with me in this battle of cancer? Are you with us in our marriage are you with us in our community where there's so many homeless people? Are you with us? Lord, would you show up? And he says, yes, it's, my kingdom is like this mustard seed in this yeast that's going to spread, that's going to, that is going to be effective. And what is effective is the, is the person of Jesus, his mission and his ministry and so he, he points his people to, to that reality. Hope, confidence, and encouragement. God was very intentional in having his people to recount and to remember so that there can be hope, confidence, and encouragement uh, in, in our lives. In Psalm 77, the psalmist writes this, I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me. When I was in distress, I sought the Lord at night. I stretched out untiring hands and my soul, my soul refused to be comforted. So here's a person. Here's a person writing and saying, Matt, I am, I need hope. Lord, will you Will you hear me? I remembered you, O God, and I groaned. I mused, and my spirit grew faint. Has your spirit grown faint? I know my spirit has grown faint. So the, I, I, re, I skip forward to, to verse 10. Then I thought, to this I will appeal, the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your miracles of long ago. I will meditate on all your works and consider all your mighty deeds. Your ways, O God, are holy. What God is so great as our God? You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeemed your people, the descendants of Jacob and of Joseph, the waters saw you, O God. The waters saw you and they writhed. The very depths were convulsed. The clouds poured down water. The skies resounded with thunder. Your arrows flashed back and forth. Your thunder was heard in the whirlwind. Your lightning lit up the world. The earth trembled and quaked. Your path 
led through the sea your way through the mighty waters, though your footprints were not seen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. You are the God who performs miracles. And friends, that mustard seed kingdom power that Jesus talked about to and told the story, this is what my kingdom is like, that's the power, the power of miracles. And you know, it's not every day where I see a miracle where there's just some really, you know, amazing thing. But I have seen and tasted the power to listen the power to to hold my tongue, the power to forgive, those, those those kingdom things of Jesus loving your neighbor, your co-worker, your spouse, your children, your friend, you know. So there's this there's this power that that the God who performs miracles gives us this access to to our own lives. And so, wherever you find yourself today, <clears throat> know that the, Jesus, the power of Jesus is accessible and, and effective and real. I have a friend who's battling leukemia like my sister did uh, 12 years ago. And I had a, a sister in Christ say, Curtis, when I pray, when I pray for your sister, I'm going to pray that Jesus will heal her with boldness. With boldness. I'm going to pray that his will would be done. And you know, for some reason, and my, my sister is a leukemia survivor. And my father died from the same disease, you know, over 30 years ago. So I don't know how that works because prayers were said. But what I trust is that we have a God who, who performs miracles. We have a God who, who has this power that is accessible to our own lives. As I've considered this, this kingdom power, as I've considered this, this good news, the good news that gives us hope and confidence and encouragement, I've considered it in light of our, of our world. In light of, of um, in light of the needs that we see that exist, I want to tell you, man, I was really encouraged. There was one of our young leaders, Facebooked me, and uh, said, "Hey, we're taking a group of college students to the committee on homelessness. There's a committee at the mayor's office on Tuesday. You want to go?" Well, I was like, "Hmm, let me check it out. Let me check my schedule, you know." And I, I started so, but I became convicted. I became convicted that, you know what? Where would Jesus show up in our world? Where did, where, where did Jesus show up? He showed up, at, he showed up where there were crippled people who bent over for 18 years. He showed up to those who were sick. He showed up to those who were blind. He showed up to those who were, who were in need. And so I thought, my goodness, how can I say no to this invitation from one of our young leaders to go to this committee on homelessness at the mayor's office and, and to see how, what is, what is our, what is our part in this, in, in, in helping to serve those who, who are homeless, you know, to those who are, who are in need that, that you and I see, you know, I've got into a habit of rolling down my window and say, hey, what's, what's your name? When I meet people on the street corner, 
It was in that meeting that this one, this young leader um, said to me, man, we, we need to show up. Man, you should hear how people get talked about. Homeless people, you know. This one guy said, man, these, these varmints. These varmints need to be blah, 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 blah. I was like, what? You know, in this, in this public meeting, you know, people being called varmints. And, and, sh- and she was saying that because she's, she's Alaska Native, and that's, that's who he was talking about. So that it doubly pierced my heart. Whether it's Alaska Native person or not, I thought, man, Jesus shows up to these kind of things, and, and he wants to see his kingdom power touch those who are, are homeless, those who are sick, those marriages that are, that are struggling. And so, so I went. And I've been praying, Lord, what's our part? What is our part for addressing homelessness? Because it seemed like it's this, this, this big mountain, you know? And I looked at the back page and I was like, all these people who are, or organizations that were part of it, and there was maybe two faith-based organizations, but I thought, man, why, don't, why isn't there in the church isn't in there? You know, I know there's Jesus followers there, but, but I thought, you know, Lord, I don't know what to do exactly, but I know that you want to serve. You want your people to care for those who are homeless. And I've been praying about that, you know. And so praying for his kingdom power, feeling like all I have to offer is a mustard seed, you know. How can we solve how can we address and, and solve homelessness where there's people that are cared for, that have a roof over their head? I, I feel like that picture right there, like, man, sometimes like that's all I got. But you know what? Because of Jesus, that's all we need. That is what we have to offer, is his good news, his hope. And so whether it's dealing with homelessness or, or whatever, there's... We, this is what we have to offer, and that is sufficient by the grace of Jesus. It, it takes us to show up. It takes us to respond, to respond out of hope, knowing that this, this, the kingdom of heaven is like this. It's like a mustard seed. It's like, a, it's like yeast, to respond out of hope. And so whatever mission that, that you, Community Covenant, are seeking to, to advance in the work of Jesus— you have mustard seeds to offer in the, in to, to offer hope to this world. The confidence that, that Jesus, that our work is, is it's based on his power and his resurrection power and the, the encouragement that comes through that. I've been spurred on in that. And so our, our work as a, as a church to be mustard seed, to have a mindset I was encouraged in a reading to have, you know, we would do well to have a mindset of, of having a mustard seed mindset. A mustard seed mindset that, the, that what we have to offer to the world is mighty, is significant because of Jesus. They say that the best way to reach those who are lost is in the planting of new churches. Planting of churches. Your church planted Chugach Covenant Church just a few years ago. Your church isn't too old from being a church plant, you know. Um, but your church planted Chugach Covenant Church. First Covenant just recently planted Mountain View Hope 
covenant church. We have a couple mustard seeds that are planted in East Anchorage, in Mountain View. And here's, here's what I want to say. I, I want to say that people, I'll tell a story. I've, I've told it before. I'm going to tell it again. But in, in 1919, when, when people, our people gathered together, our covenant churches gathered together, they saw the need to spread the gospel. They had burning in their hearts. And so in, they're in the community of Elam, which your church has a good relationship and partnership with. And the call was given to plant a church, to go and spread the gospel, the good news of Jesus. And so they responded. And two people from Elam, Wilson and Minnie Ganungnan. There's a marker, grave marker on Wilson's gravestone, first native pastor. They went to Mountain Village. The missionary L.E. Ost took them in his boat. The name of his boat, you know what it was? You've heard the story maybe, but if you haven't, the name of his boat was Hope. And so they got into his boat called Hope, and they, you know, they didn't have 150 Yamahas back then, so I don't know, whatever they had, it was, I'm sure it, was, it wasn't very powerful compared to what we know today, right, as far as boat motors go, but they puttered their way up the Yukon River from, from Unicleet, a couple hundred miles, you know, and they began to work in 1919. This Summer Mountain Village Covenant Church, where that work began, Mountain Village Covenant Church, they, they just had a new sanctuary built by Samaritan's person. They dedicated that, that building. On the same day, September 9th, Mountain View Hope dedicate, had their grand opening. And the name Mountain View Hope, we, we named it that because of that story of getting into a boat called Hope and going to Mountain Village and starting a new work, planting a mustard seed that continues on today. Mountain View Hope. That's where the name comes from. You know, Mountain View Hope, we're, we're part of that church. And right now, it, it's like those fledgling moose that are born in the springtime and are trying to gain its footing. You know, it's, it's a very young, and, and that's a very young work. And I tell you, pray for Pastor Phil Ken and his wife Kate. In that, in that work, it takes a lot of a, it's a heavy, heavy give to plant a church. And as we meet, and, and I'm, we're directly involved, um, I'm like, dear Lord, man, is this thing going to take root? You know, I, I, I have my, my, my doubts, and, and, I, and not, not doubts, but I'm thinking, Lord, how is this going to go? And Jesus said, my kingdom is like a mustard seed. My kingdom is like yeast. I got this. You need to remember, I'm a God of miracles. I'm a God of miracles. I'm a God of power, resurrection power. My kingdom is like a mustard seed. And so, man, like, okay, Jesus, I'll pray that mustard seed will take root and that 100 years from now, maybe we'll be retelling a story, that same story. Man, 200 years ago, they gathered in Elam, and, uh, you know, our forefathers, man, they... I won't be telling the story. <laughs> but God's faithfulness, His power. And so I'm on this... I'm, I'm deciding, Lord, I want to have a mustard seed mindset. And I share that with you to encourage you this word of hope, confidence, and encouragement. That whether it's for the work and the mission of our covenant churches in Alaska... Community Covenant Church, your mission, your own life. Maybe it was hard to wake up this morning. I don't know. 
But know that our God is, is a God of miracles and a God of might and of power. Mustard seed power to bring us hope, to give us confidence and assurance and to encourage us and to keep spurring us on to keep stepping forward and following Christ for our own lives and the mission that he has for us in the world. Amen. Pray with me, would you? Jesus, I wonder what it was like when the people who were in your hearing then heard you say, yeah, my kingdom's like this. It's like a mustard seed. Even though it's small, it grows to become this tree. And my kingdom is like yeast, this unseen agent that spreads all through the dough. I don't know. I don't know what they, what they heard and what they were feeling, but Lord, today, today we, we hear of your power, your mustard seed power. And so we pray that you would stir in our hearts hope in you, that you would move us that our confidence, that we would not boast in chariots and horses as some do, but we trust in your name for our own, for our very lives, that we would trust you and have full confidence in that. And Lord, that we would be spurred on to keep following you day by day and to, to continue in the work that you call us to. And so we commit ourselves to you and pray that your grace would abound the Holy Spirit's power would rest on each of us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.